operating under the crooked American barber system too long. We are now in session. The Barber Session. The only podcast for barbers by barbers. All right, so what's going on, guys? Back at you with another episode of The Barber Session. As promised, I told you guys we we're going to have a special guest this week. The one, the only, Tyreek Jackson, owner of the Premier Barber Institute, um, two barber shops, uh, educator that's been everywhere. Uh, it's just, it's too much. I can't even edify, guys. It's, 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 it's a lot, man. The guy's a wealth of knowledge. Uh, blessed to have him on the show. Tyreek, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for that introduction. I appreciate it. Problem, man. By the way, the live today was crazy, bro. I, I whoo, the live was what good, was your, bro. What was your takeaway from today's live? Invest short term versus long term. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that I already practice, right? But right. it's just that that little reminder. You know what I mean? Uh, collect your data. Like data is power, people. Collect it. Right. You have it. It's Absolutely. right there. It's 2020. Like it's so easy. Everything is you know apps now and and you can record all your dates just there's no excuse yeah. collect yeah, if you're data. not collecting your data it's just because you're lazy it's actually designed to make it more efficient for you exactly if you would just yeah. go to that little tab that says settings and actually check it out that little tab that says analytics Done. like i go on there sometimes that i look like holy crap they said it was slow he had yeah. 189 appointments this month what do you mean right. you know what i mean it's 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 powerful it's powerful stuff tyreek it's great to have you on the show man uh, there's so many places we could start. We could start with the live. We could start, you know, I know your story. It's incredible. You went to school with your mother. That's that's an incredible story. Um, how you became a barber. Um, I want to start at the show that catapulted you, where you won the $25,000, bro. And you did the whole Prince thing. That <laughs> was incredible, man. Let, let's talk about that and how that springboarded you into <clears throat> education. And it's kind of, you haven't really kind of looked back since, since then, man. <laughs> So, um, Bronner Brothers was the lar- is the largest multicultural show in the world. Um, at that time when the industry as a whole didn't embrace the barbering side, Bronner Brothers did. There was a lady by the name of Erica Washington. Uh, she's been married since then, but Erica was the person who uh, would bring the talent. And her heart was for the barbers. She saw something big in the barbers. And a lot of times back then, um, barbering was like the armpit of the hair industry. Right now, barbering is not. It's actually, it's what everyone is really embracing. Cosmetologists are going back to barber school. They're going to work in barbershops because they want to create these new trendy looks and styles. And it's it's actually more respected and appreciated now. But in 2006, when I went to Bronner Brothers uh, to compete, it was in 2003 and four where I was introduced to Bronner. But in 2005, I got, uh, a phone call from Glenn Jackson. I did a print ad, like I did uh, basically a photo shoot for, uh, it was called The Finest Barber and Finest Stylist Magazine. And um, I paid for a photo shoot. That was traditional back then. We didn't have social media. And I put my um, haircuts in this magazine. The magazine sold, and they sold at Bronner. And my magazine came across the desk of Erica Washington. Erica called me. She said, hey, I would love for you to compete in our show. And I told her, I don't want to compete. She's like, what do you mean? I said, that's not what I'm about. She's like, have you seen our competition? So she sent me a DVD. DVDs were popular back then. <laughs> you know, sent me DVD and um, of two, two years of competitors, what it looked like. And it was like a Broadway style theme production, music, dancers, makeup, fashion, hair. Like it was just a whole thing. It was, it was um, an experience of entertainment. And um uh, you know, I was curious and she called me up. She said, Hey, did you receive our videos? And I was like, Yeah, she goes, Are you gonna compete? I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's what I want to do. And she said, Well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to teach. And she said, Well, I'll tell you what, I also um hold the account for getting the classes. You compete in my show, I'll give you classes. I said, sign me up. And so um I knew that I had to come with a high level of um entertainment, excitement, but bring the skill. The skill I wasn't concerned with. 
So it took me three months to prepare. We did three months, three hours a day, three days a week of, um, of practice. We did modeling practice. We did dance practice. And then for the last month, I rented out a boys club and girls club. And I taped off, you talk about commitment. I taped off the measurements of the stage in the gymnasium every day of practice because it needed to be precise. We needed our timing to be accurate, the music, the lighting, the special effects. It needed to be a Broadway production. We went down, I was the rookie. Nobody knew me, nobody knew anything about me. You had to submit your presentation uh, before you actually arrived at the show about a month ahead of time. And so we had to kind of set, uh, send our video audio production stuff. And um, we sent it down there. She was excited. And when they see it, then they put you in your first, second, third, or fourth. They put me last. So, you know, I was like, man, I'm the rookie. Nobody knows me. Why are you going to put me last? <laughs> but I wanted to be last. You know, I really wanted to be last because I needed to, 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 to leave them with a really strong impression of who I was and what I represent. And at the time, it wasn't about my haircuts. It wasn't about the show. It was about delivering excellence. And I needed to deliver excellence in that so that that way they can see my commitment level so that that way they knew I would deliver excellence in the classroom. It's an amazing story, man. It's an amazing story. You won and that's really what started the, the opportunities flooded in for education after that, right? Yeah, I mean, I was always, always volunteering in cosmetology school, so I was doing that for years. But when I um, decided to do the uh, competition, yes, it opened up the opportunity to uh, teach at a higher level. So now I'm being seen at different shows and different events, and then I'm applying at different shows and different events. So, you know, I taught at IBS, uh, New York, IHS, New, New, New York, that was in Secaucus, uh, Bronner Brothers, uh, Premier Orlando uh, for years. And then I took an eight-year hiatus uh, from the shows. I actually went into golf and really wanted to do more golf. I decided to start a family. Uh, so I was focused on way, family people, and golf. He, he's a but, beast of a golfer, by the way. We, we went, we took <laughs> yeah, him, golf shirt on. EWT, <laughs> EWP, we, we, we took him down to, 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 to the golf, man. Sorry, oh, yeah, but we went to, uh, we went to uh, the, 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 the range place. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, top golf, top, top golf. golf. Man, none of us could hit it 10 feet, but Tyree got this. <laughs> it's all in the flow, guys. It's in the, it's in the hips. I'm like, I, I can't get it, bro. <laughs> So, um, I mean, I really, I, I wanted to golf, but I wanted to be a golf teacher because I still enjoyed teaching. Uh, the truth is, is that during that eight years, although I got to enjoy some freedom and do things that I like to do, um, and I got to start my family with my wife, I really got to a place where I, I felt like as much as I loved golf, as much as I loved cutting hair, I never finished a goal that I set out when I was 17, 18 years old was to open up a school. And so that's when the commitment of opening up a school. So in 2010, um, I began to figure out what I was going to do. In 2011, I worked at a, a barber school and uh, it was the only school in town. And uh, interesting thing happened. They came to me because I volunteered at the cosmetology schools and the cosmetology instructor said, you need to hire Tyreek. So I didn't even know a school was open. And this was before the building even came. And uh, they called me up. I did an interview. Um, I had a great time at the interview. Um, and they told me it was like $18 an hour. And I was like, I, I, I can't do that. Not because, not because I felt like I was better than that. It's I was only working two days a week and making, you know, 75 grand a year. So I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I, I, I want to do that. But I had a goal in mind. I still wanted a school. So with a couple more conversations, you know, some negotiation, the, the uh, campus director said, you know, I got a question for you. We sat down with you three, four times. You're our guy. You're what we want. Why is it that you haven't committed? And, you know, we've never paid anybody what you're re requesting. And I said, you've, you've never had anybody like me with my resume, you know? And um, the other thing I said to him was, um, he said, well, I don't know if we can afford to have you. I said, I don't know if you can afford not to have you, you know? <laughs> and, and um, you know, I said, look, I've lived in this town all my life. I've opened up two shops in this town, you know, in the last, at the time, I think it was like 10 years that I was already in business. And they were like, 
you know, I said, so everybody knows me in this town. I'm going to be a draw to the school and it's going to benefit the school in the long run. You got to invest in the short term, you know. And um, so we negotiated that I would get paid a little bit more. Right. I was the highest paid instructor in the entire company, which wasn't much. I was only 25 bucks an hour. Right. But I worked in that I could cut my clients when the school was closed. So school was closed at 330. So from 330 to 10 o'clock at night, I could cut my clients at the school which freed up my chair at the barbershop so I could rent my chair out. And now I'm cutting out of school, making money. So I leveraged my, my strengths and my opportunities by working with this, this, this company. But the whole time I was learning how to run and manage a school. That was the long-term investment. Although I may not have gotten the salary that I would have wanted at first. I got three raises within two years. I moved up to a campus director. Um, which was the ultimate because now I'm the head honcho of the school and I know all the nuances of running a school. And so that was, that was the commitments. Too many people will, will turn down a short-term investment that will help to build in the long-term. You know, I didn't marry the first idea. If I would have married the first idea, I would have stayed at the school and collected a salary, right? You know, if they would have said, Tyreek, we'll give you 150 grand, I may have said, well, shoot, 150 grand. I don't have no obligations. I'll stay here. We're, you know, at the school now, currently um, we do close to a million dollars in revenue at the school. Now, I don't make a million, right? We got bills. We got bills and we got expenses. Staff and However, I'm in a much better position now as the owner with all the headaches and all the everything else that goes with it but I'm in a much better position rather than marrying the idea of being the man at the school rather than owning the school. So sacrifice up front and long-term payoff. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's about. You know, people nowadays, we live in an instant society, right? A microwave society. Everybody wants everything right now. Everybody wants to leave school and be Tyreek Jackson right (laughs) now. Everybody wants to leave school and, and, you know, cut hair like Barbara Josh OP right now it doesn't happen like that i mean there's a lot of sacrifice that goes in i mean he was telling you i think uh, i heard you mention uh in, in another interview that you it, it was an hour and 45 minutes one way you're driving three oh right hours. now currently currently yeah so going to so it's it's interesting you talk about commitment the school in lancaster was five minutes from my house five minutes from my barbershop some days i would ride my bike bicycle not bike motorcycle bicycle like, to school Powered for exercise and yeah right right there no big deal i would go i would ride my bike to school i ride my bike to the gym go home no big deal come to the shop ride my bike i'm getting the exercise and energy when i committed to go to wilmington delaware is an hour 40 to hour 45 minutes one way every day Three right drive, 10 months my my school currently is an hour and 10 minutes right so i do that every single day currently so i'm committed you know people people a lot of people don't see that they're like oh man you got a school and you got a shop and you got dude i just closed one of my shops in december so thank god that we closed it down and downsized and renovated this one and outfitted this one for a a more compact more a, a different type of experience you got me yep we're good Okay, for a different type of experience because currently um, I'm able to manage this a little bit better and I didn't have to worry about the expenses during the shutdown, you know. So I was I was grateful that we made the decision to shut the larger location down in December because we didn't know what was going to happen. But God just he has his way of positioning us, you know, if we're listening. If we're listening and we're paying attention and, and, and we follow the script that you really put yourself in a better position. I want to make sure people, people understand that, right? Like to this day, today, you said your, your school is an hour and 10 minutes from where you live and yep. you have to make that commute. And I think, I think a I've lot been of doing people, that since 2013, since 2013. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people have this misconception, right? That, um, with success, you have to work less once success comes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, like Bosio's just chilling somewhere on a beach and, and you know, I'm relaxing and Danny's just on a jet ski. Ch- like 
your your plate only gets fuller. You know I mean, you get more responsibility. It's hard. Absolutely. I remember being, Absolutely. you know, because Danny's, Danny's been one of my mentors, and you know Danny. He's been he's been in my life forever. Danny's and solid, I, man. Danny is he's, phenomenal. He's been phenomenal in my life. But I remember asking Danny, this was years ago, like, you know, when we first opened our first location. I said, Danny, when when is the right time? Like, when can I say, all right, I could chill, man. I made it. When can I go get, you know, that dream car? And I heard you talk about the dream car today. And he's like, you know, there's no right answer for that because the grind never stops. You never stop grinding. It it, it only increases, if anything. I remember just being a barber. You know what I'm talking about, Tyreek? And just, just going in and worrying about my book, my clients, yeah. my rent. Go home. And it's just unplug and chill. Now yeah. There is no unplugging now. There's no, when you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner, there's no unplug. You know, I'm still committed to making that commute and that drive. I'm still committed to the barbershop. Still committed to my family. I'm still committed to the things I got to do. And sometimes I, I get up early. I was mentioning to you before we went live. Today, Tuesday. Tuesday's a day where I don't choose to do a lot of things early because I want to focus on Tyreek Talk Tuesday. So just, just so you know, and I know I shared it with you, but for the viewers, at 6.30 this morning, I had a conference call. At 7.30, an hour later, I had a conference call from the UK for Barbara Evo. I do their column uh, for every issue. And so we select the day. And Tuesdays, I'm okay with because normally I'm commuting, right? Um, so it's a good time for me to just have that dialogue while I'm commuting. In this case, um, they called me today. And we did that at 7.30. And then I did my Tyree Talk Tuesday at 9.30. And now here we are on the podcast. the barber session. <laughs> now, um, doing this interview. So it's been nonstop for me since 6.30. I didn't go to bed till 1.30. <laughs> so you're talking, and not because I'm up binge watching TV. You know, I'm creating. I'm still making stuff. I'm still doing stuff. I'm strategizing. Sometimes I, I unplug. And I decompress and I'm just in a quiet place, just but I'm not sleeping. I'm just absorbing, you know. And sometimes these thoughts come to me a lot of times when I'm in the shower and a lot of times when I'm in bed. I'll wake up at two in the morning, three in the morning, and the thought will come. I had something else I wanted to talk about on my live today. Completely different, totally different. And then at two in the morning, I get up to go to the bathroom and I, this thought is just agitating me. And I said, you got to have the right data. And so I put that down. And, and then once I released that out of my system in the morning, when I got up before my 630 call, right, I started just pondering on that and started taking little notes and just adding. Didn't make sense. Just kind of threw some stuff in there, right, just to, to get the juices flowing. You know, I only had about five bullet points. I didn't have nothing, no script to read. No, I just was pulling from experiences and thoughts that were coming to me. I had four videos I was going to play and I didn't even play them because I was just in a flow. You know, I was in a flow and um, it happens that way sometimes, but that just comes with years of experience. And so I'm committed. I don't sleep very much. And, you know, I don't, and sleep is important. Water is important. It's essential. Right. But when you're an entrepreneur, the grind just doesn't stop. I remember Basio said one time on one of our live streams, um, when, when, when you do what your passion is and what you, what you truly love, right? Because some people confuse passion because they, have, they, they see barbering or they see owning a barbershop as it can get me this or I can acquire that. But when you're truly passionate about what you do and, and it, you would do it, you know, I wouldn't say for free, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, of course. There is no work-life balance. And he, he, he used the term life-life balance. It's, it's both. It's just life-life because I love what I do. I don't stop what I do when I go home. I don't, you know, I, I spend the family time and the acknowledgement, and that's all that's important and being present. But he goes, it never stops because I love what I do, so it just doesn't stop. Um, but Terry, I want to go back to the shows because um, you talked about barbering being the armpit of most shows, and I remember that. I remember my first trip to the premiere. I was blown away. Right, the first time you go to the premiere, it's like, oh, this, <laughs> you know, I'm a little guppy in school, and it's like, what where the barbers at? This. Well, not just the barbers at it was just overwhelming the the sheer size of that show. It's it's huge. And then it was where the barbers at, and it was a little exactly. corner. You know I mean, major league barbers in the corner. It's like little little thing off of the side, all the way in the back corner of the show. And now, I mean, the barbers had a main stage last year. Uh, our booth was right next to it. We had a we had a they had a main stage and a competition. And it's, I was there. It's crazy. Um, I was there. But Tyreek, 
all these other shows, you know, CT continues to innovate, continues to change, continues to break barriers, you know, uh, um, Premier, um, IBS, Premier Philadelphia was, was amazing. By the way, by the way, quick story, guys. When you go to a city and somebody tells you to try something or go here, <laughs> go, go here, listen, okay? Because we were with a big group. Tyreek remembers this. We were, we were with a big yeah. group and we were walking out and, hey, Tyreek, what are you doing? No, oh, we're going to chill. Let's, oh, let's link up. Tyreek said, okay, well, we can link up tomorrow. I'm a little busy. And we had like 14 people with us. But he said, listen, if you're going to go somewhere, next to Max's. And if y'all have seen Creed, right there in the front where, where the, there's, a, there's a scene shot there. And Max's, the Phillies are good, but Tyreek said, right next to it, there's a place to serve seafood. Get the Dungeness crap. And I said, it's a hole in the wall it is, That's exactly what it is, bro. <laughs> but it was packed. Bro. It was jumping, and bro. the crabs were amazing. Insane, but this is the best part of it, right? Me and Basio, because everybody else heard that. Me and Basio, listen, I love seafood. I love Dungeness crabs. I said, all right, let, let's do that. Everyone else in our group said, want a cheesesteak. We want to get a cheesesteak. <laughs> and they stood in line. Hey, they stood in line. I'm not lying to you, bro, because, you know, you can see I the know. line from the window. You already know. They stood in line. They must have been in line for, like, 45 minutes. Me and Basio ordered our food, got our food, walked back out, saw them through the glass, waved with our food. Eight had a couple, you know, adult beverages, phenomenal food. We were done stuff. By the time they were done, we we're like, man, we're going back to the Airbnb. For yeah. like, you know, what's crazy is that. So I've been going to Max's since I was a kid. I mean, um, first time I ever experienced Max's, I might have been 14 years old. And um, we just been going for years and years. And uh, and going, I got so used to that place, and I would go to other places. There's a couple other spots I like, but I when I when I asked you guys what you wanted to eat, I was like, "What do you like?" And they were like, "Well, you know, somebody was like seafood, somebody else said, you know, I want a Philly cheesesteak." I said, "I got you, <laughs> both." <laughs> it's, it's it's not gonna be the best environment. I told you, I said, "Listen, it's not a sit down, chill diner, you know, or, or a restaurant experience." But you're going to get a really good cheesesteak. And right next door, they got the most amazing Dungeness crabs. And, you know, I, I had to give you the disclaimer first because I'm so familiar with that space. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I've been going for years. But listen, it was it was dope, man. I, I, I personally, I love the atmosphere. I think uh, I think Loco made a mistake or something like that uh, in there. And that's what it's, it's just. The ambiance is everything, right? Because you feel like, you know, it's just, it's just like it's part of the community. It's real. It's real. Did he get, did he, Holy field. You know did mean? he get cussed out? He got cursed out, bro. He said <laughs> something, man, like uh, me and Boz are eating. Everybody else is standing in line. And he said, Boz just said, you, you ain't going to eat, bro? He said, nah, I'm going to get a Philly from another spot. And it was, it was, uh, it's one of the, the bigger name ones. Not the, not the ones that are across from each other. It's another, it's another oh, okay. brand that has, it's usually on the second So floor. not Pat's, not Gino's, yeah. just enough, like Ishka Bibbles or um, Gems. I can't remember. One. But either way, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm copping one from, from there. But he said it, you know, <laughs> his voice travels. I don't think he understood that he was saying it aloud. And the chick behind the bar said, you're. Man, get the f out of here, bro! You gonna go where? Yeah, I don't and doubt. She looked it. at the bartender. Man, this this fool, right? And then she he went over and gr tried to get a beer for one of us, and they were like, "Nah." And we, hey, miss, no, it's for me. Oh, all right, we'll give it for you, but you, you, yeah, man, get out. Go, go, that's on, like, go listen, on over there. We that's like go. You know what? He would have he would have had the same problem had he went in there and said, "F the Eagles, I'm a Tampa Bay fan," or something. Oh, he'd have been done. Over done. With. Over with. Oh yeah, you done. Do Just yeah, you don't done. Do Get him out of here. <laughs> you, you don't want to do that, bro. <laughs> but go, speaking on the shows, though, uh, the Philly premiere and all that stuff. Um, what do you think happened, uh, Tyreek? In your opinion, uh, to what, in my opinion, was the mecca of the of the barber shows and Bronner Brothers? It's a different. It's just a different vibe now. You know what I mean? Like when I went, phenomenal panels. Phenomenal panels, like the panel conversations, the classes, yeah. like, wow. But the main floor, I'm seeing fake Gucci belts and stuff. I'm like, what happened Adap here? Adaptability. Adaptability. The problem that I found with them, and I've got a relationship with them, and I shared it. Um, 
they've been the hot behind the ball with a lot of things. And so as you know, we're in an ever changing industry. You either change with it or you die from it, period. That's it. Fact. You know, Adaptive technology, that. getting data, whatever that is. And they've been behind the ball. They were ahead of the game with, with the shows and the events, ahead of the game with theatrics. But you can't stay there. That's the short term, right? You have to be able to pivot and shift with momentum. Now that you have the momentum, how do you pivot? And when I talk to, to, to some of the people that I have relationships with there at Bronner, I said, look, a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that you're doing, you're not connected to what's going on. You're not on social media. You don't have an app for your show. Like, you want your vendors to sell. If people are downloading an app, they take their app to all the booths. They get like a QR code. They win this $500 gift prize. They're brought to get everyone involved with new technology so you can get that database. You can't do email listings like you could before anymore. There's still, there's still work. I'm not saying yeah. they don't work. But that's not how people do it. Push notifications are powerful. Notifications on your phone are powerful. You know, text messaging right now is powerful, you know, to communicate with people. They can either stop it or keep it going. So there's so many different ways to communicate. And when you're not connected with what people are doing in the now and teaching your consumer to adjust, that's the key. You know, um, the shows, the barber shows decline, right? The, 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 the hair battles. The barber battles. Are, yeah. I think in the last few years, education has been one of the things that people want. We're in a, we're in a time where people just want information, the rise of YouTube, the rise of social media. Uh, this year, as, as a matter of fact, is called the year of the mouth. It's ironic that we have to cover our mouths because this is the year of the mouth. Now, if you pay attention, not only, not only are people's mouths being covered and it's considered the year of the mouth, more people are speaking out. Thus, you've got protests, you have people's opinions being very, very strong. They're bringing data to support their opinions. Right now, you have people that are, whatever your worldview is, you have people that are saying the science is giving us the best information. You have other people saying there's propaganda and this, that. But the year of the mouth, we have the ability to get the data and now can speak on it. And so um, being, being in that place, I don't think that, that Bronner and some of the shows really have adapted to the change, you know? And so um, here we are, yeah. you know, years removed from the shows and people want education and you got to have quality education. What I tell people all the time, even in my classes, you may have heard me plenty of times and that's great. I appreciate you. I want you to come to my class. However, if I'm talking about something that you've been to a class that I spoke on that same thing, go to another class. Go to a class and learn the thing you don't know. If you're a barber, don't go to another fade class. Don't go to another clipper class. Go to the business class. Go to the technology class. Go to the app building class. Go to, you know, um, product development or the product sales and retail class. Those are the things you need to do to build your business and continue to evolve because we're in an ever-changing industry. You either change with it or you die from it. I think education is key, man. Uh, this, this next generation is just... There's a different hunger for it, right? Like when yeah. I went to school, it was just, it was different. Um, and I'm sure there's still some elements of that, but it was more of, it was like high school all over again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some people were there about their business and some people were just, you know. I got, dude, I got a school. So you I already know. The, I, see, <laughs> I see the kids that come in and they treat it like it's high school. And then I see the kids who come in and they actually take it serious. The ones that come in and they're focused on, and I see the old guy who's retiring from his job. And he's like, look, I ain't trying to be on that tight time no more. Like I need to be Free. this. I got to make this work. And the commitment level is high. And I've also noticed that people who self pay generally take it more serious than somebody who's getting government aid to come to school because in their mind, it's like, I ain't paying for it. They are. You're paying for it. <laughs> they're paying for it with their time. They're paying for it with it, with what they're investing into it. And then at the end, they're going to have a loan that they got to pay back. So they're paying for it. But the ones who kind of just utilize the system to go, I, I, not, all the, not all the time. Most cases, those are the ones that don't take it as serious. Yeah.
Um, like I said, I saw it. And, and we have unique paths in, in the sense that we both went to cosmetology school. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I went to cosmetology school. And uh, I don't have many regrets, but one regret that I have is I didn't necessarily treat it like high school. I was about my business, but I focused so much on the fading part of it. I focused so much on the barber part of it because it was what was cool. You know what I mean? The Jesse yeah. Lima's and all this. I focused so much on the blurry blends and all that stuff that I forgot about the stuff that, that I needed to practice while I was in school because one day it would pay off or as yourself, I would turn into a, a, a beast for lack of a better term, because now education is key with that and everybody wants to learn shears and styling because what the customer wants and you at, at the end of the day we serve our customers like it or not we serve our customers um the customers now want the styling of 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 cosmetology the texture the shears all that stuff with the the sharp lines and the blurry blends that we the barbers provide and now a lot of barbers were let you know like wait i i can't do you know when justin I bieber think, came I around a lot of people went hungry bro you know what i mean I think that's a lot what set me apart early in the game, uh, why Bronner wanted me. Um, so I was a barber apprentice for about six or seven months in a barbershop. I was already cutting hair. So I went to cosmetology school because there was no barber school. But my real father, um, he died in 1995 of HIV and AIDS. He told me, you need to start cutting with scissors. That's what he said. And I said, I don't care about that. I know they're called shears, but that's what he said, scissors, right? So he was like, you need to learn to cut with scissors. All these old school barbers, they know how to style hair with a blow dryer, scissors, and combs and brushes, and you don't do that. You do real nice fades and sharp lines and designs. Not everybody's gonna get that. You want, this is what he says to me, you wanna be able to have longevity. And so I said, you know, I'm going to sign up to the school because that's the way I can get my license and learn something else. So for me, I did take advantage of it. I wanted to learn color and texture and chemical services. And so what did I do at the barbershop? I had my hair platinum for a whole year. Um, uh, I put designs in the basketball team, like the high school basketball kids put color in their hair while I was designing them. Um, I, I, I permed and relaxed hair at the barbershop for guys who wanted waves like 360 GZ. Back then, you know, we didn't have YouTube, right? So I was like, I'm, I can use a comb through texturizer and put this in your hair for five minutes. And then you wear a do-rag, maintain and brush it. You're going to have these waves. So these were things that I was doing in 95, 96, 97, 98, you know? Um, and so then in 2003, four or five when I started going to more shows like Bronner uh, in, in 2005, they invited me. And I think it had a lot to do with that hybrid of quality work. Like I could style and cut and blow dry and color and fade and design all in one package. You don't need to go down the street to the salon to get your hair colored. I got you. One stop you know, shop. That, I think that set me up. One stop shop. That's awesome. So Tyreek, I want to talk about practice. You talked today about practice because 80 percent of football you mentioned football 80 percent of football is practice right it's the stuff that people don't see it's the ugly stuff every week you know grinding beating yourself up and then you get that you know that's 60 minutes of glory um so let's talk about you know practice and investing in yourself what are your thoughts on that well I mentioned to you earlier, I wanted to be a, a golfer. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be a golfer. Like, I didn't see myself on the PGA Tour, you know, but I did say, hey, you know, one of these days I'm going to meet Tiger Woods. I did. You know, I said, oh, I'm going to go to a PGA event. I did. You know, and I took it seriously. Um, but I thought that you get in the club, hitting the golf ball and hitting it down the, the, the hole and then trying to get in there on par and make par five, three or four was was like cool like if i was just in the motion i was having fun it wasn't until i understood that in order for me to score better play better and put myself in a position to really enjoy i had to push myself and so instead of playing three four times a day i practiced four times a day i mean four times a week four times a week and then i played on sunday and then i played on sunday and wednesday but practice every single day and when that happened, 
I saw my scores going from 100 to in the 90s to the 80s to actually breaking 80, being at 70 and almost making par. And so I, I was all the way down to like an eight handicap, which was pretty good for an amateur golfer who didn't really have any lessons that just practiced and prepared. I studied the game. I, I, I practiced. I put a, a plan together. I stuck to that plan. The more I practiced, the better I became. And it's the same thing I've seen during quarantine guys cutting on their mannequins and you can tell that they're practicing they're preparing for the comeback you know i saw people strategizing for the business that's practicing preparing for the comeback there was a lot of people who weren't they were binge watching and and, and being lazy and doing nothing you know then there were people who were re-strategizing their business i don't know if many people know this but i know um uh, 360 GZ. If you notice, he's become a model now. Not yeah. only does he do the haircuts, but he's restructured stuff. He's now leveraged his his fan base, leveraged his data, if you will. So now he's getting clothes and garments and, and, and stuff. And instead of buying clothes, they're sending him clothes. And now he's modeling that clothes at the same time, marketing his hair, marketing his brand, marketing himself. So some people restructured their business. Ivan Zoot, for example, you know, I talked to him about shows. He said, Tyreek, you know, I've been doing shows for a really, really long time. I have to restructure how I'm doing shows, especially with this COVID thing happening. It's a huge amount of my income per year traveling and doing shows because he's giving up the shop life to do show life, right? And now that there's no show life for the past half of the year, Right, we're going into the second half of the year now. He has to restructure. So you see him doing more Instagram lives. You see him doing more Facebook lives and, and trying to channel people to his website and his book so he can create the revenue he needs because he's been focusing on shows for such a long, long time. And so restructuring the business. Those are a couple of examples of people who have done that. It's it's it goes back to what you just said. Um, with the shows itself, not the, not the individuals, it's it's adapt or die, man. It's it's that simple. Adapt or die. It's it's a fast moving world, and it's a new world right now with all this COVID stuff going on. Um, oh yeah, Tyreek, in your in your opinion, you, you've you've had your school since 2013, right? Yes. What is the biggest mistake that rookies make? Talk about when you say rookies, rookies like rookies who want to open up a school. You talking about students coming out of students school? Students coming or? out of school. Students coming out. So. Of school. You know, it, it really has a lot to do. Attitude is a reflection of leadership, okay? And if you don't have the right leadership in the business, right, uh, in the school, in the classroom, in that environment, they're not given the right message. For example, I've, hear, I've heard all the times people go into schools and they're like, you know, we're going to make you your own business owner, but, and they're selling the wrong story to the potential student. That's not what I do, it's not what we do. Um, if that's something you want to do, we can have that conversation. More importantly, we wanna be really realistic with you and what the expectation is going to be. So setting that expectation from the very beginning, we tell you, there's gonna be things that you're gonna to have to do that you're not going to want to do. There's gonna be things that we're going to require of you to do that you're probably not going to really enjoy doing. It's going to be a 10-month commitment. It's a 10-month job interview. When people are looking for people to hire, we're going to send you to places that we think is going to best suit you and suit them because you are going to be an example of what the school provides. That's a totally different conversation than, yo, when you get out of here, you're going to be your own boss. You can make $100,000 a year. That is not the conversation that we have. In fact, people have come to the school ready to sign up, financial aid eligible, and we're sitting there with them. And it's like, you know, I don't know if this program is for you. Based on the data that I'm getting from you on our conversation, I don't know if our program is going to be the best for you because we need a commitment. Can you commit? If you can't commit, then it's best that you don't sign the papers to commit because it's going to put you in a financial crunch. You're not going to finish. You're going to pay, have to pay this loan back. If you don't pay it back, it's going to affect our default record, but it's also going to affect your credit. And so we talk them right out of it. 
And so, so I think if schools are giving the right expectation, then they don't set the rookie up for failure. That's what I believe. Now, what I find most people, because most schools aren't sharing that, right? So let's focus on most. Most people come in thinking, I'm going to make $100,000 a year. I'm going to come in and be my own boss. You know, that's why I chose, I'm going to do boot rent so you can't tell me what to do. And they have the wrong mentality. The wrong one. If you really want to have your own business and do your own thing, then get a suite. You got nobody telling you what to do except for that contract that you signed. They're going to tell you when you can and can't be in their hours of operation. They're going to tell you what you can and can't do. If you don't pay, they're going to shut your electric off, yeah. right? You're going to still have some guidelines, but you're your own boss. Nobody's telling you what to do. When you come out of school, if you if that's your mentality, then don't go work for anybody. Go open up a suite and do your own thing. When you discover how difficult it is to build a business, you will appreciate the opportunity to go work somewhere else where you can help grow your business and that business simultaneously. And so if you have the right mindset going into the business, you're going to have a better outcome. It's like a bank account. No deposit, no withdrawal. You don't put anything in, you don't get anything out. And um, I just recently had a guy who was here for a while and he left. uh, He moved to Philadelphia. And he's like, yo, that social media stuff you told me to do, that mess up your timeline challenge, it works. And he says, and I was like, well, duh. I know. We told you it works. <laughs> it, it works if you work it. He says, I'm sorry. While I was at the shop, I was lazy. I would do it sometime, but I was lazy. Now that I moved to a new area where nobody knows me in a new shop that's just starting, not to mention it's just starting right out of COVID, right? They're rebuilding everything. So he's like, yo, I did what you told me to do, this strategy. I gained 10 new customers just through social media. Not only did I get 10 new customers, they never got a haircut here before, so it's all new. They're following me. They started following me back and came in and got a haircut because I used some of the strategies you told me to use. And then he said, I'm sorry. I was spoiled by eating the Oreos that you guys worked hard to provide me before I got there. And now I have to go and get my own Oreos. It's a little inside Oreo cookie joke that we have at the barbershop. I love it. I love it, man. And I love the fact that um, guys like you are making legitimate change in this industry. Uh, guys like Jay yeah, with the schools, you. you know what I mean? Where it's, it's, you're not necessarily saying no, but you're talking them out of it. Like, listen, maybe this isn't the spot for you because here at this school, there's a certain level of expectations and I'm setting yeah. them from the beginning. This is the bar. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't want to be here, that's okay. You can go to the to the other school that's gonna sell you, you know, candy canes and whatever and hundred thousand dollars. Can you imagine and you imagine if you met a girl, right? Let's put this in perspective. You meet a girl, she's fine, body's banging, mm. right? Smells good. You smell good. You looking at her, she's looking at you, right? She's clicking, it's vibing. You're like, you're like man, I'm, yeah, the, the vibes is moving. And you sit down for a conversation and you're like, look, I'm trying to get to know you. And she says, I don't know if I'm the right girl for you. You're like, what? I like a challenge, girl. You, you must got me confused. Well, I'm recently divorced. I got three baby daddies, okay? I can't have any more children. And I had two STDs. They were curable. I, I don't still have them, but I, I obtained them through these different relationships that I have. What do you think your commitment level to this girl is going to be at this point? Some people may say, well, what well, the disease is cool. I can deal with kids. I'm going to go for it, right? Yeah. Some people be like, yeah, I don't know. She she might be too promiscuous. Three baby daddies, four kids, married, divorced. This might not be either they are the problem or she's the problem. Listen, she set the expectation up front. Now you got to make a decision. Can you imagine if I people did that more women often? women did that and men did that up front. Right. You would really, really help yourself out in the long run. There'd be a lot you less know, divorces, you, man. You know, but you'll, you'll never really get to know someone truly in a week, in a month, in three, four years. I've been with my wife 22 years. I'm still learning new stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, you, But 
there were expectations set in the very beginning. I'm going to tell you, when I met her, I said, I'm not interested in a relationship. She says, me either. I was like, great, great. I said, I need somebody to talk to. I just got out of a long-term relationship and I got a kid on the way. And I don't want to involve you in my relationship because it's going to put a, 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 a challenge between me and my ex and I won't be able to see my kid. This was an initial conversation within the first week of meeting my now wife. Just blunt, right? right? And not to mention that in that conversation, I was already sexually active, so I was open to, okay, talk about things that I like sexually and vice versa. You know, she wasn't a sexually active, so it was like hard to have that conversation. But the expectation was set, right? So moving forward in the relationship, and I'm being very real because I think it's important to set the expectation to have the conversation. We broke up um, once the baby was born. We started seeing each other, got really, really serious. We broke up once that my, my child, my daughter was born to my ex. And it wasn't because I didn't want to be her. It's because I didn't want that tension between the girls. I said that from the very beginning. She stepped back. It was okay. Three, four months, six months in, I missed her. I didn't want to be with my baby mom. So that was, that was easy. Yeah. Right. I wanted to be with my kid. Right. But I missed my girlfriend. Now we got back together. We've been together ever since, you know, but I set the, I set the tone early of what that expectation was and what I was looking for. And hopefully she can oblige me or not. It's fine. I wasn't looking for a relationship. Right. But these are the things that happen when you set the, standard and the expectation up front you'll get a much better result i think if schools did that i think if barbershops did that i think if um just conversation is everything yeah you know i don't i don't hire talented barbers with a solid book you know they're a headache they, they, they got i already habits, know man. what i'm you gonna can't get change from them. them yeah can't change their already their mindset but guys like this guy josh over here josh was one of my students at the barber school this guy was committed. He lives here and he drove to Philly every day. Shout out to Josh, man. Josh, what's your IG, bro? Josh's IG, xv.josh. Go follow Josh, everybody. Go follow, Go follow Josh. Josh. Not only that, Deshaun, the guy who said something to you earlier. Yes. He's another student of mine. That guy was committed. Drove from Lancaster. He's committed. That's why they work here. Their commitment level. I know what to expect from them and they know what to expect from me. There's no surprises. They knew how I was as an instructor. They knew how I was in business. They shadowed me. They followed me. They heard conversations over the phone, you know, because we commuted together and they learned how I operate. So they're committed. They're committed to being here. COVID, I lost three, four guys. Not these two, yeah. not my two students. The commitment level is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's real interesting. You you get what you you get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? These guys know what they get from me. You know, they know the commitment level I'm going to give them. And I know what the expectation from them is because in the last few years, they've been going to school and then coming to work here. And so here we are. No surprises. But every no surprises. now and then, though, right, like I was listening to another uh, another show you did or interview you did. And I, man, you had me rolling, by the way, bro. Uh, <laughs> man, pour water. That's the best water ever, by the way. I, I'm drinking this nasty stuff right now because I ran out of core, but that that water right Yo, there. Yo, shout out to core. Let's get the sponsorship. Shout out, yeah, sponsor the podcast, man. Sponsor, sponsor <laughs> the premier barber institute. You know what I'm saying, core? And by the way, uh, Get Beam put me onto that. Shout out to Get Beam, man. He put me on the core. Core is amazing. But um, every now and then, Tyreek, you get surprises, right? I was listening to that interview you did, and I was rolling, bro. I, I can't remember the name of the barber, but it was one of your, I think, your original location, um, where this guy will be up front. With, 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 with chicks, you know, moms are going there with the kids and be, hey, listen to me. I'm a mess. Up your credit. Up I'm a mess up your credit. I'm yep. a mess up your car. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm going to leave. You know what I mean? He was just up front and they would still like, they would still not nah, talk. Hey, ha ha. That's funny. And then three months later, they're looking at you like he messed up my credit. He messed up. So every now and then you must get a student that you tell, Hey, maybe this isn't the school for you. And then they want to whine and complain when you tell them, Hey, you're not meeting the expectations. Absolutely. Listen, his name was Doug. The barber's name was Doug. Doug. Shout out to he Doug, said, I'm a, a G, liar <laughs> and I'm a cheater. He said, I'm going to mess your credit up. <laughs> Bro, just blunt like that. He was, And they would laugh and they would commit. 
he'd get in a relationship. And then when they would come at him, like, why you cheat on me? He's like, I told you the first time I met you, I was going to cheat on you. <laughs> he was so straight up. And he said it in a way that may sound joking. But he was, and I'd look at the girls, I'd be like, he ain't lying. He ain't lying. He told you. I was ready. I was there. Then, then yeah, one of them, there. Then one of them driving to your shop, like literally drive their car. She the drove shop, her van into the brick trying to kill him. Bro. He ended up marrying her, though. That spice. Must have loved that spice. Hey, man. but the, the expectation was set up front. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, bro. I love it. Uh, Tyreek, I want to talk yes. about, I don't know how much time you have. If, if, you know, if, I'm, if I'm in cringe, let me know. I appreciate your time. I know it's, it's valuable and you, you're a pretty busy guy. So just say This is when. the Sean who I was talking about earlier. Shout out to Sean. Another Deshaun, guy what's committed. your IG, bro? Yo, what's your ID? IG. Deshaun underscore Neville. Well, you got to spell it. Nobody knows how to spell Deshaun. D-A-S-H-A-U-N underscore N-E-V-I-L-L-E. There you go. Shout out to Deshaun. Go follow Deshaun too as well. Um, I want to talk about something that stuck with me when you came to EWP down here in beautiful Tampa Bay, my city. I love it. Um, and we had that panel and, uh, you were one of our educators. And the one thing that stuck with me, even though it's so simple, right? It's the simple things that are important though, in, in all industries and all careers, my guy, do you remember that? You had the whole classroom <laughs> my guy! Yeah. and it's like a lot of barbers yeah. forget that, especially now Tyreek in this again, microwave instant world that we live in. Everybody has, you know, this and they have IG and everybody's a celebrity barber and everybody has, you know, I have a thousand followers. And it's like, at the end of the day, my guy, that guy that would walk in, you may not do nothing all day, but you can count on my guy, that guy to come in in the morning or that would last one before you close to put money in your pocket. People lose sight of that. Let's talk about my guy. Yeah. You know, I did a, a full series on how to educate, um, not for EWP. That's what I was bringing for EWP this year, right? But um, I did a, a full webinar. And any of you guys that want some of my webinar content, um, if you like this interview, there's so much more information outside of this. Um, I, did a, I did a webinar series with EFX apps. We did um, how to create content, understanding your social media platforms, right? We did one on how to start a business. We did one on video editing and, and content creation. And then I did one on, on proper education from speaking, whether you're a YouTuber, Instagrammer, um, in a school, working, volunteering, or maybe you're apprenticing one person at the shop. And in those, in that series of educating, something you just mentioned on, my guy, hey, you know, <laughs> There are things that you want people to remember. You need to connect with them because of their learning style, because of the way that they may receive information and the type of people that they are. A lot of educators don't connect with their audience. And what I was able to do, because I've been teaching for a long time, is engage with the audience. That my guy statement happened in the moment. Um, it wasn't part of my plan i had like you saw i had my, yeah. my thing rolling but uh, my powerpoint was was moving but i paused for a second and as i was given an illustration about what we do i was talking about how how barbers lie you know and they don't go home on time that's what i was talking about and everyone connected with that and so like a comedian who tells a joke and everyone begins to laugh what happened was as they were laughing, I said, let me, let me take it a little bit further. And I got into that. And now it was a thing that eh, by the time I said it and we got to the left, everyone was like, Hey, my God. God. everybody in the room was doing it. And so I knew that I had their attention. And that was like probably 35, 40 minutes into the presentation. That wasn't in the very beginning. In the beginning, I got, got their attention. I started bringing some information. Then I connected with them again, making sure I still had everyone's attention. And then 35, 40 minutes, we get into that one little segment. And I knew this was a moment to go to another place that can relate to everyone. And I knew that by sharing that, it, and it just, it literally just happened in the it's moment. Just in the whole room. I mean, I still remember. That is, that is when you, as an educator, you pull from your well 
of experiences and you pour it out. And so um, if you want to learn how to do that, that is on my um, um, You can send me the links. Webinar. We, can, we can put the links it, below. So, yeah, we can put the links below. It is the link in my bio as well. Um, it's called 20 Vision 2020 Vision. And the reason why is because it's the new decade. Although we're having the most difficult start of a decade, wow. here's wow. the reality is that you can't enjoy the victory without a great battle. And right now we're battling, learning and struggling to get through. But this is going to be the beginning of a whole new decade that could really take us to the next place. And um, if you're if you're planning and preparing, you then have to execute. And so if you're interested in that, I'll make sure you get the link. The links in my bio is called 2020 Vision. He said he's going to put the links below. So I definitely appreciate that. But if you want to learn how to do that, that's what I was doing. So that story, every barber who's ever cut can connect with that. Comedians do it very, very well. And when they find it, they keep hitting you with it the whole yep. time. It's like it's like when Kevin Hart was like, all right, all right, all right. Yep. Everybody knew that. And then the whole audience Everybody. was doing it. And you knew that they were into the presentation. How many times have you heard people say, help? Help me, please. <laughs> It just connects, man. It connects, and and it's true. When you said that, even after at the after party, man, people were having a good time, and it was like, my God, yeah. <laughs> they remembered it though. It it, 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 it hit them. It struck a nerve. They were connected with. It was such an amazing time. I had an amazing presentation for the next one, but we'll we'll get it together. We'll get it. We'll get it. Um, Tyreek, another one that stuck with me in your live today was when you were talking about. The long-term investment, the vehicles, the house, like how you went in your house, you walked up the steps, you walked up the stairs, the realtor's looking at you like you're crazy. And let's people, this this stuff is real. This stuff works. It struck a chord with me today because people used to look at me like I was crazy. At our first location, not many people know, but at our first location and at our several, you know, our second, third, fourth, I'm the crazy one, right? I would park, and I parked at the first one right in front of the shop. Shop's empty. It's not even a sign-up. No paint, no chairs, just sign the lease before we even sign the lease in a lot of cases. Park in front of the shop, and I literally just sit there, and I watch the traffic. And I, and I count the traffic with a little clicker. I, I click it. We got, we got a Hungry Howie's to the right of us. We got a Chinese spot to the left of us. I count the people, how many people within the hour come in and out of there. Because I want to make sure that if I'm signing this lease, this long-term investment, this is the spot that I want to be at. And that there's not, there's not going to be stagnant traffic. So I just want to make sure I told you that because that struck with me and it brought up that memory because I don't do that a lot anymore. But in the beginning, <laughs> when I was hungry, yeah. when I was, yeah, you was hungry. desperate, you know, when, when I, I was like, man, this has to work because I'm putting everything I got into this. Man, something else I anything didn't that would give us an edge. Where I used to live, I was right off the highway. It took me five minutes to Walmart, five minutes to the mall five minutes to the turnpike. When I moved to where I live now, I remember the first time, it was something I didn't consider, that I had to drive to Walmart. It mm. took me 20 minutes to get there. I had an attitude. <laughs> so we're not like Florida where you have highways everywhere. We're like a city, a county, a, a, you know, an urban area where you got to drive through the city to get to the Walmart or drive through the city to get to the freeway. Like, it's not like, oh, freeway's right here. And then you just take that and go the whole way down to, to, to OB, you know, OB, OBT. And then you, no, nah, it ain't like that. Like, it, 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 it's, it's literally you're in a county with a lot of, when you was in Philly, it's like that. You drive everywhere. Yeah. There's no highways. Yeah, no. You know, the highways are around the city. It, it took us know? a long time to get the max, maxes for that seafood, <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, when I first went to Walmart that day, I was like, yo. I did not think about getting groceries and driving. That was another consideration. So you know what? Even, even here, this location, I learned this after I got here. We sit on the side where the snow kind of, where the sun kind of hits us. We get snow up here. So when it snows, the snow melts very quickly because the sun's always hitting this side. My other location was facing this way. So we had the shadows from the building and the snow never melted. You can shovel it and it would still turn into ice. And it, it was much so I knew moving forward, we got to make sure we're facing a side where the sun is going to hit us. So those are just little things that, you know, I think are important. And that comes with time. You grow through those experiences. Oh, definitely. It's a whole different ballgame from our first location 
to our seventh. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just grown. so much more streamlined. We yeah. already know. We go in and the conversation is just some of our barbers have tagged along because they want to learn some of the managers what it takes to open up a shop because now they know what it takes to run a shop for us. Right. And it's a free education, but they want to know, hey, how do you open one? And they, they come along and it's like it's a different language. You know, they're just right. like, what, what, what are you talking about? Um, Tyreek, <laughs> I want to get to the question, the question segment. Let's do it. Um, but I want to leave everyone with this as well, because I saw this in one of your lives. Um, and, and they, they said, what, what's the problem with the students and with some of our barbers in this in industry? And uh, I told you, TSW, tattoos, sneakers, and what was it? Tattoos, shoes, and weed. Tattoos, shoes, and weed. Be yep. better, guys. So Be better. When, when, when the guys are complaining, God, why is this happening? And they're looking up at God, right? God. What they need to do is look down at their feet. <laughs> they need to listen. I like nice things. We I all do. do. I like shoes as well. You know, the crazy part is they gotta have the latest phone, and they gotta have the Louis Vuitton case, and they gotta have the Apple Watch, and they gotta have the Louis Belt, and looking up at God, <laughs> saying, "Why am I financial situation?" You gotta be looking down at your shoes or the things that are unnecessary during this pandemic. A lot of us have learned the things that we don't need. We've learned it. We've learned how to budget. Some people weren't in uh, shutdown as long as we, we've been shut down 16 weeks. You guys, I think, were about six or seven weeks, right? Uh, we, no, we were shut down. Yeah, about that, like 70 days. Yeah, I thought it was like seven weeks. So, because I've been, I've been studying the country and kind yeah. of getting the data. Cal, get, <laughs> right. Collecting it. And California shut down again. And Florida is the yeah. epicenter of the world right now. So, so, man. yeah, I, I feel for you guys, but, you know, for with the tattoo shoes and weed thing, I did a, I did a video probably two years ago, and it was because I was driving in a car with a guy, and he was complaining that he didn't have a car, but he had to drive his girl, take her to work. He was complaining. I'm like, dude, why are you complaining? I just saw you smoke two blunts. We were going to a football game, and I was like, dude, I just watched you. And I asked him, because I'm nosy. I'm into, I'm trying, I'm intrigued. I don't smoke. So I'm like, how much was that blunt? He's like, what you mean? Now he said, I sell it. I'm like, oh, you, oh, you sell it. So is it cheaper because you sell it? He goes, yeah. I was like, no, you still bought it, right? And if you, since you're selling it, you could potentially earn more than what you're using to smoke it. So let's let's stick with those numbers. He's like, all right. I said, how much is a blunt? He said, twenty dollars. Hmm. I said, dude, how many did you have today? I saw you smoke two, but you was clearly high before you got in the car. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I had one this morning. I said, so you had three today. That's sixty dollars. By the time the end of the day, he had about eight or nine of them, right? But he clearly didn't see he had a problem. So um, I told him, don't smoke while we in the car because I'm not with that, right? So before the game, when we stopped at the gas station, he smoked. When we get to the game in the parking lot while people are um, tailgating, he's smoking. So I'm like paying attention to all, and I'm, I'm observing all this stuff. We get back home. And he's, he's, I said, so look, I got a, I got a suggestion for you. You were having difficulty trying to get a car, right? Because this, that, and the third. When I started to discuss the numbers of weed, he was shocked. How much? He, yeah, he 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 was spending close to seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars a year, a year on weed. So one, he didn't have a car, but he was spending eighteen thousand dollars a year on smoking weed. It didn't matter whether he was selling it or not. Eighteen grand, right? Yeah. Sneakers, three, four hundred dollars sneakers, right? So you can't complain about not having when you're taking the time and putting the money into the things that really don't matter. So for some of some of the younger guys, you haven't invested. I spent six years not buying anything. <laughs> I ain't buy nothing. Josh, he one of them guys. This guy, he don't he don't buy lunch. He's smart. And you know what's funny? I told him the other day, I said, you know what you should do? When we're ordering lunch, you should suggest what you want to eat. <laughs> and he's like, why? I'm not buying them. I said, because the you data. eat everybody's leftovers. So start making, he was like, oh, that's a good idea. But but Josh went to school. He committed. He sacrificed. He budgeted his money. You know, he's got a young child. So he's he's focused on what's important. He's not worried about weed. He's not worried about tattoos. You know, 
that's him. Yeah. You know, so so you know, you applaud that effort because it takes maturity to get to that place. And he kind of figured that out early in the game for himself. Absolutely. Say the, the the shoe thing, right? The the guys that are like, oh man, I'm a little bit short on Ren and blah blah. But but you cop the shoes that just dropped this morning. Like, hold on a second, bro. Let's let's talk about that real quick. All right, so we're gonna get over to the question section, guys. I'm gonna check how many we have. I, I haven't even looked, Tyreek, honestly. Um, That's all good. Before we get to the question part, make sure you're following Tyreek Jackson on IG. His IG is listed right here, right, right underneath him. Uh, make sure you follow me on IG as well. That's where you get all the updates for the podcast, any upcoming episodes, and you get chances to submit your questions for the next guest. So, um, and make sure you subscribe to the, to, the, to the YouTube channel. Hit the sub, hit the little bell for the notifications. That way you know when the episodes drop. Uh, we're just about to hit 20,000. I'm going to do a giveaway. So uh, help me get the 20,000 subs, guys. is more of a statement we're gonna go with this one first what's going on guys this is brandon florence from texas uh small town Kilgore, texas my instagram is bflow the barber b-f-l-o-t-h-e barber I just wanted to get on here real quick and uh, tell Mr. Tyreek Jackson, Mr. TJ, a big thank you. Uh, a lot of the stuff he's, he's talked about in his, his um, I want to say it's his Tyreek Talk Tuesday, has really changed my game. I just wanted uh, to see if he could bring up that speech he gives every now and then on uh, putting in good energy. It's like uh, water or overflowing, you know, you overflow greatness. But anyways, I just want to tell him thank you and thank you guys. Keep it up. Appreciate y'all. Awesome. Thank you so much, B. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for the words of encouragement. Now I'm intrigued. The the the, the water flow speech. And he said you can you bring that up. What, what's that? What's that on? What's what's that about? So um there's a I just mentioned to you it's like a bank account, no deposit, no withdrawal. You don't put whatever you don't put it in, you can't take it out. And I, I got a video um with we all are a cylinder, we're a vessel, right? And what we have in our system consumes us. What we consume, we put in our system. It's the cylinder with the, uh, I have um, ping pong balls and each ping pong ball has a different label to it. And fear, anxiety, resentment, depression, anger. And I got real emotional when I was sharing that because we fill ourselves with the stuff and the only way to remove it is to fill ourselves with something else. And water, is essential for life. And when I began to pour water, and then the example I used for water was um, water uh, is encouragement. Water is faith. Water is support. Water is these other things. And when you begin to pour that water into your system, what it does naturally is it pushes all the ping pong balls out. And so all those things, um, take a look. As a matter of fact, I I'll send you the link the just link in case below. you wanted to tie it to this, but, um, I'll definitely put the yeah, link it was yes. a good example. So thanks. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, that's, that was the only question we got. Unfortunately, guys, you got to call in the show. Eight one okay. six zero two So you can interact with these guests. I mean, this is look at this unique, this unique opportunity to get to ask Tyreek. I've been able to ask him a bunch of questions now in this hour and I appreciate him being so gracious with this time. But in order for you guys to ask your question, you got to call in. Scratch and sniff. You don't know what's in there until you scratch it. Definitely do. We might we might have to have a Tyreek episode two. Maybe just no questions. We do it again. We'll, we'll, we'll get some feedback from this one. Maybe some questions will come from this conversation. You know, and then we'll do, we'll do, we'll do a part two. Definitely. Tyreek, again, thank you so much for being gracious with your time, man. I know you're a busy guy. Y'all heard it in the beginning. The man started at 6 o'clock this morning. Three <laughs> conference calls and Tyreek Tuesday before he even got to me. Uh, so... <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the grind never stops. I appreciate your time. And, Thank uh, you. Till next time, brother. Absolutely. Hey, don't forget, serve your needs by serving the needs of others. Ooh. Left you with that nugget. That, that's, that, that's what you're leaving with. Serve your needs by serving the needs, the needs of others. You must first. first serve. First. You must first serve to lead. Period.